Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. Yes, sir. You're Will. That's me. We might change I that intro. I messed up, didn't I? No. Because <laughs> I didn't say that's me. We might change that intro up after the new year. You know what I've been thinking? Go ahead. I may have thought the same thing. You look slightly different than the Will I used to know. Is it the eye? I don't think it's the eye, man. Are you Will? Or are you Will? <laughs> I hate it when people call me Will. I knew it. I knew you were a clone. But the real question is, am I better than the former Will? I think you're about the same. No. <laughs> That's the idea, right? You're not supposed to be able to tell the difference. Yeah. But see, because we've been doing this show so long, and I get to see your pretty face every week, I knew <laughs> I something was different. I knew it. Just a little bit. Yeah. See, Do you see uh, that video? Maybe, maybe you see it in my eye right now. Did you see the one about Miley Cyrus's eyes blinking the wrong way? Like uh, horizontal? Yeah. Like, like a lizard. Uh, yeah, exactly like a lizard. Did you see that one at all? I haven't seen it, but I've seen others like like a Justin Bieber one. or <laughs> I think I saw like an Obama one. Oh, man, they just keep messing with Obama. It's all over the place. We'll <laughs> get to him later. May now what? We will? Episode. Yeah. He's a clone? Well, it's the future. Interesting. I can't wait. That'll be later. This is going to be a deep dive, guys. Uh, it, it's way deeper than I could even imagine. I thought this was going to be one of those kind of one-off list, just just a list of things. Yeah, goof around for 45 minutes. and. Yeah, I thought that's what it was going to be. No. Holy crap. I can't believe... How, how deep this goes, how far things have gone. It's, and it, the, I mean, we could, we could just bounce off the Beatles because when we were talking about them, there was either, well, they either replaced Paul for one because he died in a car accident mm-hmm. or he didn't, who knows, or we, or it's the reverse where Paul's the only one alive and they replaced everybody else or well, they're all fabricated. They're all clones. Ooh. I actually, I did hear a theory about that, that, um, I don't, so you know, like, in America, what we find cool, attractive, whatever. Well, Britain's a little different. Uh, Australia, different. Sure. It's, it's just different. I heard a thing where it's possible they have clones 
for all those places. The 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 Beatles, they had clones for all those places. Oh, so they were just kind of they were just so, kind of stationed there. Yeah, so when they would <laughs> they tour go. and go to Australia, whatever the Australians found attractive and cool, they would send the Australian group. I mean, wow. I don't know where they would house all of them. Maybe in the hollow earth. <laughs> Who they, knows? They just open up a, a hangar door in the side of a hill. Yeah. All right, bring out the Australian Beatles. <laughs> Let's go, Aussie, be- Aussie Beats. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, after researching this, I had to get me a beer. Yeah. What, what about what you? What did you, you get? Oh, well, you want to know what I'm having? Yes, I want to know what you're having. I'm having a little thing by a company called Flying Dog, and this is called Raging Bitch. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, it's the dog really thing. good. That checks out. It's really good. I was shocked. I think I've seen that. What what kind is it? Oh, IPA. Belgian IPA. Belgian IPA. I'll it's, check it out. It's good. When you guys come down, we'll get some. All right. Yeah. What are you having? Don't Have you... tell me. Yes. You having a blue moon? Yes, sir. <laughs> are you? Uh-huh. I've been having those for the last couple of weeks, and I've only, I only bought a 12-pack a while ago. Because, uh, well, a week ago at this point, Friday, last Friday... We went out to the bar, and then after we went to the bar the next couple of days, I didn't feel like drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. So that's why my Blue Moons lasted as long as it had. That's good. Saves you money. <laughs> exactly. After I paid so much at the bar. <laughs> yeah, we did that when we went to Dallas. We spent a lot at the bar. Oh, my. Well, did restaurant get... slash bar. Did you get something different to drink there i mean you can only make you do so different on food yeah no i mean the food was a little higher it was an authentic mexican restaurant like i I love mexican food Uh uh, all of it and then at at one point i got some really top grade tequila just like a little glass of it it was that was expensive (laughs) but it was uh (laughs) It was a fun time, man, but we spent a lot at that bar, I'll tell you. Oh, man. So I, so we know about, well, not we, my wife's business. Mm. <laughs> oh, speaking of shout-outs. Oh. We need to go ahead and shout-out our new patron that we should have shouted out probably a week ago, two weeks ago even. Yeah, she might be so mad she might never listen again. <laughs> She's only going to listen to the YouTube clips, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota went straight to the $10. Woo! She knows what's up. <laughs> she needs those stickers. Who doesn't? And then Wanda, she upped hers because she wants a sticker too. Yeah. She said, oh, no, I'm not getting out-patroned. <laughs> you can't outbid me. No. Now we need, we, I'll tell you what, we need somebody to go 15. And then both of them it. will up, maybe up to 15. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, patreon.com, bring on the weird. Yep, we'll find some stuff there. Don't don't miss the stickers. Speaking of which, uh, we have the Christmas ones for those two, and they'll get them soon enough. And They should have gotten them. They should have gotten them by now. Yeah. I'm pretty I sure. I need to finish the design for January. Yeah. We got something cooking. I have no idea for February. You're still, still undecided? I have no clue. <laughs> No heart, nothing like that. I mean, I don't think we're really a heart podcast. No, 
we're not. I think March. I think we're pretty close on March here, right? Yeah, we probably have March decided. Yeah. Okay. We're still playing games in February. I have no hard. idea. I mean, honestly, we might just have to do something not February related. We might just have to do some random design we come up with. Like a snowman. Keep it simple. Yeah, I don't know. You think a snowman for February? Well, that would work for here because it's winter, but for our Australian fans, it's summer down there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if we get Australian patrons, that is. I don't know what they're waiting on. I don't know either. They are, I was just looking at the stats. Um, most of our listeners on Spotify are U.S., but Australia is the number two listeners on Spotify. Really? Yes, sir. Now, according to Anchor, that's Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Russia's number two. <laughs> hey, oh. Vlad, listen to these guys. I want a little bit of Jamaican there. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Here we go. You're talking about Russia? I got a segue for you. Ready for oh. this one? Yeah. Here we go. Joey Stalin. Old Joey Joseph Stalin. Stalin. He, there wasn't necessarily clones, but my man had some body doubles. It, uh, know, political decoys is what they were called. That's actually not as uncommon as you'd think it would be. No, there's a bunch. Even celebrities nowadays. Political people, like, I, I guarantee you Trump has at least one body double. Well, maybe not Trump, because Trump's like, you know, like, ah, I'm the man. Like, I don't need a body double. I don't double. need him. Yeah. But I bet Obama had one. I don't see why not. I bet they do. I bet most of those big political figures do. Because he sat in the big, big seat? Yeah, yeah. I, I bet they do for some of the the lower tier appearances maybe they don't have to talk they just need to come out come off the plane and wave yeah but you don't want to make in a speech at the un no however one was it one of stalin's guys i think it was one of stalin's guys felix dadiev dadiev he was so good at it this dude was only 20 years old and he was impersonating the 60 year old joseph stalin and he impressed them so well one, probably because he didn't want to die, because if he fucked it up, then he was dead. But he actually had to go to these big, big meetings in place of Stalin, or, you know, for Stalin, because he was Stalin <coughs> on other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he, he, Stalin himself could have had, he definitely had at least two body doubles. One is only identified as Rashid, and the other one is Felix Dadiev. Officials at the KGB allegedly learned that Rashid was a double for Stalin and employed him to replace Stalin for some public functions after World War II. Rashid spent two years studying with uh, Alexei Dickey, an actor who played the role of Stalin in propaganda films. So even that guy could have been one. Rashid claimed there were other Stalin lookalikes employed by the KGB, although he never met any. He claimed to have heard of another Stalin double who was hired to live in the leader's Dhaka, outside of Moscow in the late 40s and 50s, when Stalin was dying. This double filled in for Stalin for media events and at times when Stalin had to meet government functionaries and others. Rashid died in 91, age 93. Now, Felix Daidiev, he came out as one of Stalin's doubles only after he got permission from Putin. In, in 2008, another one of Stalin's doubles, 
Felix Dydiev, came forward, having written a book about his adventures as a political decoy. The Putin government gave him permission to tell a story at age 88. He appeared in a 2014 documentary about Stalin's last days on German television. So this dude was only 20 years old when they're like, hmm, you, uh, you kind of look like the man in charge. So I'd be they, offended. <laughs> they colored like, his hair. They gave him the mustache and well, did him up a little that bit. Old? I don't think he looked that old. He just looked – his features resembled Stalin. Oh. And but see, how – that's how freaking crazy is that? He had to be that well, that good as a double to represent Stalin. I mean it's got to be good. Yeah. And there people think Putin is a bad guy. Is he let him tell a story? Right. What a guy. You, you'd think they'd be a little more cover-up about that, but nope. Do you think because, Obama would have let some guy do that? See, that's that's another thing. We don't know about American doubles because either they're not happening or they're like, yeah, we're not going to tell you. They're happening. <laughs> they're for sure happening. Avril Lavigne had a double. It was, like, well-known she had a double. Was it really well-known that she had one? Yeah. The stuff I found for her, I thought it was just, like, you know, well... I guess the typical case we keep finding, the original died, so they had to replace her. No, this – I'm almost positive this was well-known that she had a double named Melissa whatever. What was it? Melissa Kamalan Kamalama Ding Dong? I don't oh, know. Oh, whoa, whoa. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is PG. I said comma. <laughs> comma, comma, comma chameleon. That was her name. A lot of hyphens in there. I think I thought there was a Melissa somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there was something else about Tidyev that I was looking for. Um, I can't remember now. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh there was a uh, when Stalin was going to go meet with the Allied uh, higher ups. There was they were trying to so Stalin was going to go at one point, or they were just telling the public that he was going to go on this time, but he was actually going to go. Much before that, days before that day, and they were going to send the double in on the actual day just to see, you know, if the double died, then that would have been one thing. Yeah. But they – every time they tried to send Stalin in, even the days and days before the actual meeting, uh, there were still many attempts on I, – I assume if they saw a, a Russian – transport of any kind they were like nope <laughs> kill it get it out of here so that that meeting took a bit to, to happen and that, that's when he was almost found out that he had that double this uh didf guy what would you do if somebody came to you and you're like hey you look a lot like our you know our client would you take I don't know, let's say a million dollars a year there's a good chance you're gonna get assassination attempts yeah and then i would have to expunge my own life i would have to disappear from my life and family although they would be pretty well off for the rest of their lives yeah you could just show them some cash here and there i mean you need some money you gotta live or I would, do you? i would live as that guy would you though only in the public eye privately i mean what do you, what do you got to wear? You got to wear like a mask, like Phantom of the Opera when you go out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have a burned face. Don't look at me. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that. <laughs> How about you? Would you drop I have it off? no idea. Boom. Here you go. Here's your first down payment of $600,000. You get the other 400000 a year from now. And your family's going to be just fine, Mr. Meadows. Well, I'll t- if I was single, I'd jump on it. Uh, yeah. For a million dollars a year with, yeah, people might try to kill you. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, until they do, I'm making a million bucks a year, bruh. And then you're like, oh, that was too damn close. I'm done. I don't need any of that. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I might still have some money. I probably wouldn't because I'll tell you right now, I'd probably blow the hell out of that money. <laughs> I got another story for you where it's not exactly a similar situation, but the guy would have been pretty well off, but he, he kind of botched the job. Oh. Uh, the There was a general in the Allied Forces, General Bernard Montgomery, and he was – it was the whole D-Day thing, everything leading up to that. They were trying to – scheme and scheme about they were trying to fool the german forces as to where things were going to happen where and when things were going to happen and they found this australian actor m.e clifton james he uh so they they made i mean the dude looks a lot like the general but what happened was well i'll read down some of this for you soldier m.e clifton james successfully impersonated general bernard montgomery for intelligence purposes during world war ii in 1940, James acted in an Army production called When Knights Were Bold, and his photograph appeared in an Army newspaper with a remark about how much he resembled General Montgomery. As a result, he was approached by actor David Niven in May of 44. Niven, then a colonel in the Army, uh, kinematograph? I don't know what that is. Kena, like cinematography? K-I-N-E-M-A-T-O-G-R-A-P-H. Kinematograph. (laughs) Let's go with it. Photograph. Can you say it again? (laughs) I don't want to say it again. (laughs) Monograph. Kinematograph. Army kinematograph section. He told James he was was wanted to impersonate Monty, uh, Bernard Montgomery, as this would allow Montgomery to be somewhere else, thus confusing the Germans. James had to learn Montgomery's gestures, mannerisms, gait, and voice, and had to give up smoking. And that was a problem. Because M.E. Clifton James, well, not, this isn't the problem. M.E. Clifton James was an Australian. So he had to lose his accent and all that. But But hey, mate. Exactly. That kind of thing. He had to give that up. No more more shrimps on bobbies. (laughs) Fosters, American for beer. That's a lie. <laughs> That's all the Australian I know. Kangaroo. <laughs> Crikey. Knife. <laughs> That's no knife. Well, we lost that 11% of Australian listeners. <laughs> Goodbye. They might like it. They might say, damn, these Americans. Crikey, these Americans. <laughs> because James had lost his right hand middle finger in the First World War, because he's a badass like that, Mm -hmm. a realistic replacement was made. Even his wife had to be deceived and was both kept in the dark and sent back to Leicester. Once he was trained, his trip as Monty was to Gibraltar and from there to Algiers. Monty's, quote-unquote, presence succeeded 
in confusing the Germans in regard to the invasion plans. James was later the subject of a biopic called I Was Monty's Double, starring James himself in the double role as Monty and himself. The second and less famous Monty's Double, Keith Deemer Banwell, was serving with the land-based long-range desert group. Banwell was captured in a raid on Tabruk, but with a friend managed to steal a German vehicle and escape. During a subsequent raid on Crete, he was taken prisoner at uh, Heraklion and put under the personal supervision of former world heavyweight boxing champion Max Schmeling. He was serving in the German army. Banwell and a few other, a few of his comrades managed to slip away from the captors and then acquired an assault landing craft. With the help of some Cretan fishermen, they made their getaway, but the craft ran out of fuel and drifted for nine days before reaching north, the North African coast. The privations of this voyage put Banwell in hospital for 12 weeks. When he had recovered, someone noticed that he bore a resemblance to General Montgomery. It was decided that he participate in deception ploys. So Banwell was sent to Cairo to meet Montgomery, given the appropriate clothing, insignia, and general's badges, and sent on trips around the Middle East to confuse enemy spies. However, as he was considerably taller than Montgomery, he was told that on no account should he get out of the car. Banwell, finding the assignment boring, sought a return to the infantry. And they, at one point, M.E. Clifton James, it was a serious, he was supposed to be in in one place. And he had to kind of just hang out there for a couple of days while Montgomery himself went off and did some some other business. Mm-hmm. So it made, to make it appear as though Montgomery himself was in one place that's what james is supposed to be doing okay we see the enemy sees that montgomery is here but it was well known to all parties that montgomery was not a smoker or a drinker so james got so bored after a few days of being stationed where he was supposed to be Mm -hmm. he went off and started smoking and drinking so like oh shit they had to shove him in a hole for a little while to get him out of the public sight. Or they could have just thought the guy, maybe he went crazy because of the war. I mean. Now he's, now he's drinking, he's smoking. Now he has a new tattoo that says, I heart mom. The hell's now he got, he's got a new freckle that just came out of nowhere. And suddenly he's missing his right middle finger? Yeah. What do you need what that for? <laughs> you, you don't. That's only for... Americans, when you're driving and you want to give the guy on your passenger side a little hello for cutting you off. <laughs> That's what you need the right one for. Because they fail to yield faster. Or, tangent, yo guys, an on-ramp is so you can build up speed to match the traffic on the highway. When I get on on-ramp every day after work, these guys are doing like 40 miles an hour until we have to merge. No. They're designed so you can build up speed to exactly. merge. Yes. Not so you can do 35 miles an hour, and then what? Then you got to punch it? <laughs> Get out Your of car's here. not going to be happy about that. Yeah. Back that on track. was Sorry about that. When I, no, we're still on this, baby. Oh. When I, when I was first learning to drive 20 years ago. <laughs> that was what? Nearly 20 years ago. Oh, my goodness. So I'm 37 now, so... It was more like 18, 19 years ago, but man, now that I think about it. But anyway, the driving instructor, we were getting on I-95. She's like, you have to go fast or we are going to get killed. She pushed down on my right leg to push down on the gas pedal. 
was only learning to drive, and we're going on 95. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think I ever went on 95. Ever in when, your whole life? No, no. When, <laughs> when I was learning to drive. I don't think we ever went out on 95. That was uh, part of the – I'd have 10 hours with an instructor and then 40 hours with a, with a licensed driver. I swear I don't think we did it. I had a really cool teacher, though. She was just kind of real laid back. So I don't know. Maybe she just signed. <laughs> maybe she was too afraid to go on 95 with all these <laughs> unlicensed drivers. Maybe on board. Yeah. <laughs> she just checked it off. <laughs> yep. We're good. Check. No problem. Did great. <laughs> so, all right. Where are we? It's it's possible Hitler is known to have employed at least one double, Gustav Wehler. That was the one who died. Uh-oh. Oh, well, what are you saying? That was the one who killed himself. <laughs> oh, no. What about the wife? Oh, no, that was real. He didn't care about her. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't a double. Nope, that was all her. Oh, man. So she fell in love with Gustav, who was pretending to be Hitler. British surgeon and historical writer W. Hugh Thomas reported in his 1996 book, Doppelgangers, I think I kind of want to read that now, <laughs> that Gustav Weller was found alive after the war and that Allied troops interviewed Weller following Hitler's death. No, I'm going to go with that's the other way around. Weller was the dead one, and Hitler took Weller's place. How about that? You're about to lead me down a road. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go down with Not old this swift We're gonna... <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. Wanna switch we'll switch tracks just just a hair. How about Heinrich Himmler's double? He had a double too. Apparently. Hugh Thomas claims that the man who committed suicide after his capture in Lundberg in May of forty five was not, in fact, Heinrich Himmler. Thomas's book on this subject, SS1, The Unlikely Death of Heinrich Himmler, sets out the alleged deception in great detail. This theory is not generally accepted by historians. So there's a there's a picture here, the body of Heinrich Himmler after committed suicide in 45, alleged by some to be his double. He doesn't have a name, though. The double doesn't. Hmm. So He also you didn't have fingerprints... He had, for some reason, he had no teeth. They had what? no way to identify him. This man has no fingerprints, no teeth. We don't know if it's him or not. <laughs> no dental records. Nothing. No well, he wore his glasses. That's the only way they identified him, because he had his glasses on. Well, clearly. <laughs> so if I threw my glasses on a dog back then, it was obviously me. Clearly. And Is that a glasses pun? Did the Germans do experiments on dogs, or was it the Russians? Uh, that was, I think that was the Russians, where they tried to put a head, a dog head, on a robot. A robot? I thought yeah. they put another dog's head on another dog's body. Yeah, uh, I think they did that as well, but I also think they tried to put it on a robot. Move over, Boston Dynamics. <laughs> Here comes Russia. I thought you were going to say move over, Rover. <laughs> Damn Here me. comes Robo Rover. I should have said that. <laughs> uh, moving up in time just a hair. How about Saddam Hussein? Who? Saddam Hussein. Never heard of him. <laughs> no? <laughs> Maybe you've heard of a few of his doubles. Oh. 
In 2003, German television network ZDF broadcast claimed that Iraq's former president, Saddam Hussein, was frequently replaced with the doubles for TV appearances. This analysis was based on sophisticated measuring techniques, which detected discrepancies in the position of Hussein's facial features and blemishes from appearance to appearance. It was supported by the opinion of Gerald Post, the man who created the CIA's psychological profile unit. It was alleged that Austrian political Jörg Holder, sounds Austrian, so not far from Germany, Jörg Holder, had actually met a double when he thought he was meeting Hussein. This claim is, however, disputed. Dr. Ala Bashir, Saddam Hussein's former personal physician, stated, the stories about Saddam Hussein having doubles, having body doubles to foster the impression that the Iraqi dictator was everywhere are nonsense. That's false because it is definite that he had some body doubles, Hussein. And uh, I think his son did too. I think Hussein's son – or was that Stalin? I think it was Hussein's son. Or Hussein's son had a false body double where the guy came forward and said, yeah, I was a body double. He's like, interview me. <laughs> I was there. on TV. I know I had that one. Um, oh, oh, I'll see if I can find that one. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But how about just the voice of Winston Churchill, one of his most supposedly, allegedly, one of his most famous speeches about this will be our finest hour. We will fight them on the beaches was not actually said by Churchill himself. For a for one of the more public broadcasts where he he actually said, "We'll fight those sons of beaches." <laughs> no, that's not. I thought that was a quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't big take drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I think I think the guy came forward that he yes he did do voices for Churchill, but then there was another. They tried to either disprove it or or prove it i guess but they the u.s speech company uh sensimetrics and they analyzed 20 of churchill's speeches and discovered that three of them were voiced by someone else now there's one not one they they said this could be kind of misconstrued because of the various ways they were recording whether it was slower whether it was faster so that one's a little bit disputed but the guy who they said did the voices, he actually said that he did did it a couple of times, and that was one of the things he did was that speech. Hmm. So voice doubles. I like that. I don't like it. No? No. Because how do I know if I'm listening to the real guy or the fake guy? That's the I guess the real guy is still writing the speech, right? But he's like, hey, yo, I'm not telling this. In case there's a sniper around. So you're going out for this one. It's just like one where he's like giving a speech about a really unpopular opinion. You know? <laughs> like just something crazy. Like He's like, I'm not reading this. Yeah, something not... else, like abortion. <laughs> it's like giving his opinion on it and everybody's like, boo, boo. I'm not reading this. Did you see the, I, I think I heard it. I think I heard it more than once now that Morgan Freeman, everybody wants Morgan Freeman's voice in everything. Yes, I've heard this. And I, mean, I guess you know where I'm going. So he that, has a price. Morgan Freeman himself has a price that he will 
he wants paid to do his voice. And if the they're not willing to pay that price, he gives it to his <laughs> he gives it to his dollar store Morgan Freeman. <laughs> his voice double. <laughs> I don't I guess. He's like <laughs> Now that the stars have aligned. <laughs> That's not a very good Morgan Freeman. But you know what I was going for. Yeah. That was my dollar store Morgan Freeman. Was that? Yeah. That's a Dollar Tree version. Five below. Yeah. I mean, if there was like a 50 cent store, maybe. Oh, okay. There should be one of those. A 50 cent store for, yeah. for voiceovers? <laughs> well, just in general. Dollar store. Screw that. I'm going to a 50 cent store. <laughs> Look, I can't do Morgan Freeman, but I'll give you a Morgan free guy. <laughs> I'm not doing it for free, even if it sucks. Fiverr.com. Get your Morgan Freeman there. I'm Morgan. I can't do it. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Hussein's, Hussein's son's body double. Uh, Latif Yahya, I guess. Yahia, however you pronounce that in, over there, claims that he was... The Fideh, body double of Saddam Hussein's son, Uday, from 88 to 91. Around 2003, Yahya relayed his story to news outlets throughout the UK and the US. See, this guy came forward and said, it was me the whole time, guys. <laughs> At first, Are you my famous yet? <laughs> I mean, I get I mean, they both have beards, so that's one thing. At first, he refused the role as Uday Hussein's body double and was incarcerated for a week. When Uday threatened to rape his sisters, Yahya finally agreed. <laughs> so six months of training follow for Yahya to perfect his imitation of Uday's mannerisms and voice, including rolling his R's. Finally, Yahya was forced to have plastic surgery and dental work to approximate Uday's likeness. During his time as Fideh, Yahya survived numerous assassination attempts and apparently has the scars from 26 bullet wounds to prove it. But this was nothing compared to Uday's barbaric acts. Yahya witnessed Uday drill holes in people's heads, use a spoon to scoop out a victim's eyes, and rape schoolgirls and pregnant women. The situation took a turn, as if that wasn't a, quite a turn there. It yeah, took a turn uh, for the worse when Uday tried to get Yahya to kill the father of a schoolgirl whom Uday had raped. Yahya refused. <laughs> so, when, when so that's, <laughs> that's going a little too far. Whenever I hear you say, what was it, Yahia? Yahia. <laughs> it makes me think of the movie Frozen when they st <laughs> they're singing and they're like get. It's like I forget how it goes, but it, it's, it's, it's like Yahia, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when they're getting the ice out of the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's funny. In '91, tensions reached a breaking point when a woman showed more interest in Yahia than Uday. Uday yeah. shot Yahya in that in the shoulder. Wounded, he managed to escape to Mosul and was smuggled out of Iraq to Turkey by his family. With the help of the CIA, now the CIA is involved, Yahya obtained a UN passport and gained his freedom in the European Union. Yahya wrote about these events in his book, The Devil's Double, which was made into a movie of the same name in 2011. But some journalists are dubious about his account. Uh, Haytham Ajmaya. An Iraqi defector from Uday's inner circle dismissed Yahya's story outright. It's a real shame that Hollywood has decided to make a film based on rubbish rather than a film that is true to Iraq's history. So that's – there's that guy. Yeah, I can't get past the Yahya. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's an amazing story. 
It's crazy. <laughs> but he came forward and he's not for the day anymore. Uh, where are we at here? Is, is it break time? I've been talking a lot. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it is. I, I, I kind of want to do this one and then maybe a break. Okay. Uh, I mean, it'll just be a longer episode. There's a there's lot actually, to it. There's actually two I want to do. Two? <laughs> well, I'm not going to do two. All right, I'll do the quick. I'll do the quick one, which is freaking hilarious, and then we'll do one that's a little more serious. <laughs> this kills me. A Mexican politician. He went. He went in public for a competition to find his double. That defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> the general idea with body doubles is to keep them a secret so that important people can ensure their safety by using the impersonators as decoys. But not for Mexican politician Renato Tronco Gomez. He had a whole competition. Guys, I need somebody to look like me. Come on. Search the stars. Seriously, like, what is he, the Beatles? <laughs> With Paul McCartney? Like, Paul McCartney lookalike? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gomez he just had, had like, too much tequila whole... one night. <laughs> he had too much tequila, and he, like, went out. He's like, who looks like me? <laughs> I got an idea. Gomez had the bright idea to hold a national competition to flush out the best candidates to be his body doubles. In 2015, what? he told <laughs> – this is only a couple of years ago. Dude, I thought this was going to be like 1800s or something. <laughs> oh, my God. In 2015, he told Mexican newspaper El Pais that he wanted body doubles not for safety but to maintain popularity. <laughs> this dude's doing it all wrong. Not for safety? According to Gomez, maintaining popularity requires being in as many places as possible at once. His doubles would not only be lookalikes, but would be trained to imitate him. Gomez's uh, constituents in Veracruz would be told when a double is sent to talk to them, but the impersonators will have limits. Most importantly, they will not be able to live in my home, sleep with my wife, or go to Congress, said Gomez. I mean, he's got rules. Yeah, I don't think I would let my body double sleep with my wife either. There's a limit. Yeah. <laughs> I assume this is the serious story. Oh, yeah. 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 This is uh -huh. the, the serious one. The funny one is next. Right. <laughs> the next one is it's quite hilarious if you when you get into it. You want to take a break? Oh, is that one over? Yeah, that's, that's Gomez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we probably should. It's been a while. Yeah. All right. We'll break see down. you guys after the break. Break time's over. Get back to work. Yeah. It's time to get serious now. Oh, is it? We're going on a big one now, buddy. You're not even going to know. I don't even know if you know what I know that you know I know. I don't know. Or do I? Follow me now. Maybe there was a Lee and maybe there was a Harvey Oswald. Two of them. What? You with me? I've well, never heard this before. This I'm excited. This is a big one. This is a big one. This is serious. I've never heard it. I'm really excited. There are many enduring conspiracy theories about the assassination of JFK. You know that. But perhaps none is stranger than the notion that a second Lee Harvey Oswald was raised and trained by the CIA or some dark secretive cabal to assassinate President Kennedy. Author Richard Popkin was the first to propose the two Oswald theory based on various eyewitness reports that Lee Harvey Oswald was seen in two places at once. John Armstrong developed the theory further in Harvey and Lee, how the CIA framed Oswald. I want to kind of read that one too. 
According to Armstrong, the elaborate assassination plot was called the Oswald Project and involved two lookalikes, an American-born Lee Oswald and a Russian-speaking Harvey Oswald. No Russian is named Harvey. <laughs> It'd be like, We're done. Vlad. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> this theory is is off now. Done. That's how, that's how you debunk it. I just ended it. it yeah, it's over. There's no... We can't go any further. I've never met a Russian Harvey. Have you met a Russian? Yeah. When I worked at the truck wash, we worked with a lot of Russians. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. How does that work? I don't know. It was a few brothers. I say a lot, but, like, a few of them seems like a lot in America. (laughs) That's not – I don't mean that to be offensive. Like, where we were. Yeah. We're just kind of nestled here on the East Coast somewhere, and then all of a sudden there's just a handful of Russians. I mean, and he says nothing... somewhere because you guys cannot know where we live, because then the Clintons will know where we live. <laughs> you can't know that. <laughs> they already know, man. They're she's listening. coming up, whether that's in this one or the next one. I don't know, because <laughs> man, I can't believe. Uh, just just started this one, but I still cannot believe. How deep this actually goes. I thought it was going to be a silly episode. And I got deeper and deeper and deeper. Body doubles and clones. They're everywhere. Maybe part two will be a little goofier. <laughs> okay. I mean, I didn't do as much body double research as you did. In <laughs> I fact, I did very little. But I'm enjoying it. I, I thought it went kind of hand in hand with the, with the clones. Because clones are like more contemporary kind of thing. Clones aren't, they're not old hat. Body doubles are old hat. Clones are the new generation. And then later on, digital clones. That's weird. It's off the wall. That's weird. But we're not there yet. Calm down. Nope. So the so Lee Oswald and Harvey Oswald, they were not identical. But supposedly their appearances were close enough to fool those they knew. Leading up to JFK's assassination, both Oswalds had their school and employment histories from the previous 10 years merged. The idea was to give the foreign-born Harvey an American biography. In 59, Harvey defected to Russia, only to return to the U.S. in 62 with a wife. So Harvey Oswald, the actual Russian, went to Russia. He defected to Russia? This is where the story gets a little crazy. He he defected to Russia to get a wife to bring her back. Why did he defect? I don't know. A year later, he was distributing pro-Castro propaganda in Cuba. According to Armstrong... A plan to set up Harvey went into overdrive. Lee Oswald took actions to directly link Harvey to the assassination of JFK. Oh, okay. Here, they uh, they want to link Harvey, the Russian. They don't want to link Lee, the American. Harvey is such a freaking American name, though. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's not Russian. <laughs> no, not at all. But then he defected to Russia. Something's not right. Uh, Harvey sounds like like a bulldog's name sorry to any harveys out there if i had a bulldog i feel like harvey is a good name for him right yeah i don't see why not how about a hamster how about a wonder hamster harvey the wonder hamster weird al has a song about him oh see i don't know much about weird al i know he's got weird hair and i know he did something about gangsters in paradise (laughs) or amish 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 paradise. paradise so anyway Lee Oswald took actions to directly link Harvey to the assassination of JFK. 
In one incident, Lee attempted to buy rifles with scopes from Robert McCohen, McQuan, one of Castro's gun suppliers. But Lee offered astronomical prices for the rifles, so McQuan refused. So he was like, listen, I definitely want these rifles, and I'll pay any price you want for these rifles. And McQuan's like, that's a little suspicious. I, that, that's going to be a no for me. <laughs> McQuan knew that the same rifles could be bought for considerably less at Sears, Roebuck, and Company. It was clear that Lee was trying to implicate Castro in the imminent assassination. So this whole thing, it's tying Castro into it, too. I think what we all need to know here is or Sears will undercut anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame they went out of business. And that's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> that's the bottom Go line. Go to Sears if you want a great deal. Well. You want a dinged-up refrigerator? Go there. got it. I don't think you're going to find a Sears anymore. Or a Kmart. Because they thought Didn't that was Kmart, a good idea. Kmart bought Sears, right? Was it Kmart that bought Sears or Sears that bought Kmart? No, I think Kmart bought Sears. Because uh, I was like, how is that possible? Like, Kmart seems like the shittier one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why is this happening? This is the wrong universe. This is doesn't happen here. Then there were several eyewitnesses accounts of Lee Harvey Oswald with Jack Ruby. This one I can kind of see. That was strange considering that Ruby killed Lee Harvey Oswald in public two days later, two days after Kennedy's assassination. Armstrong's view is that Ruby worked with Lee Oswald to set up Harvey as a perfect patsy and then killed Harvey to cover his tracks. I'm kind of on board with that part of it. Yeah. As strange as this theory seems, the idea of a second Oswald or an impersonator crossed the mind of FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover. In 1960, he wrote a memo stating, There is a possibility that an imposter is using Oswald's birth certificate. That's all I've got on that. Go ahead. Think about that for a minute or two or three. I feel like it feels a little fanfic. It's a li- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say sci-fi? Yeah. Like but fanfic? I mean, that's a good one. I mean, I don't know. There's a Harvey and there's a Lee. Yeah, but I mean, is there a John Gacy and a Wayne Gacy, or is there just a John Wayne Gacy? You know what I mean? Like all the serial killers with three names. Well, isn't there a thing about the three names that they want to identify this person as much as possible? They don't want just any old John Gacy being blamed for what John Wayne Gacy did. They don't want Wayne Gacy being blamed for anything John Wayne Gacy did. Yeah. So what was Jeffrey Dahmer's middle name? Damn it. Yep. See. Boom. Big hole. <laughs> Big hole, that's where John Wayne Gacy put all of his Ooh. friends. Ooh. So who who was Pogo? Was it John Gacy or was it Wayne Gacy? It's Pogo, right? Pogo the Clown? Was it Pogo? Oh, what was it? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to go down that road. Not, that's a crazy not here now. No, no, no. But that's true crime. It's very true crime. We could probably get a lot of listens. Somebody is... Hating us right now, and we could probably name a half a dozen podcasts that hate us right now because we don't know the name of John Wayne Gacy's clown impersonation. It was I thought you meant literally right now on like Twitter or something. Someone is bashing us. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> call them out. If we oh, seriously, if we tweeted out what was the name of John Wayne Gacy's clown personality, we could probably get an instant 
retweet or instant feedback from how many different people that would know immediately. We probably get a thousand unfollows. Because <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> These guys are idiots. Listen, you dumbass. It was Pogo the Clown. Unfollow. Pogo or Patches. There you go. How, how do you feel about that? Anyway, some, somehow we went from JFK to... Anyway, we should talk about clones because that was a lot of body doubles. Do you want to talk about clones? Do we want to talk about clones now or do you want to... Do some more body doubles? I mean, do you want to save the clones for the next episode? Okay. What do you want to do now then? I don't know. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I mean, if we dig into clones now, this turns into one long episode. Yeah. About clones slash body doubles. Body doubles slash clones. Or, uh-huh. or we could what? riff a little more on body doubles. All right. So the whole thing's going to be body doubles this time, and then we're going to go into clones for the next one? Yeah. Who, who has body doubles now? Ooh, right you said, now. You said Avril Lavigne definitely had a body double. That was for sure. Yeah. It was Melissa Vandela. Not Mandela. Oh. <laughs> Vandela. It's a little too close to Mandela. Mm. So apparently, I guess, you know, Avril Lavigne, she was, uh, you know, the little, you know, goth, punk, whatever you want to call her, yeah. from Canada. Yeah. She was good at what she did. She couldn't handle the fame. She couldn't handle it. So she got, well, I don't know if she did or her people did, got a body double for her named Melissa Vandela. So you're saying it's complicated. Yeah, hashtag complicated. Come on, man. That was one of her songs. What? <laughs> I don't know her songs, dude. I, all I know is something about a skater boy. Yep, that's he one says, of them, see you too. later, boy. Was that, that was not good? That was you a good like one? That? Yeah, that's why I laughed. Oh. <laughs> what? You that's had to dope. go and make things so complicated. Yeah, that's the one. That's the <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> and then we're now dead constipated. Yeah, I'm not a very good singer. So you want to do karaoke? Yes. I knew it. I'll get a standing O, dude. For the karaoke. But not, like, girl songs. <laughs> death so, metal? Huh? You don't, you don't... For death metal. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really have to sing. No, you don't have to sing. You just have to, like, make a lot of... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Klingon. That hurt my throat really bad. I don't know how they do it for like three minutes, dude. Three and a half. <clears throat> body doubles. Ooh. Throat doubles. Tying it back together, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she had a hard time dealing with her fame. And then I saw or I heard or I read. I don't know. I did one of those things where she was really close to her grandfather. And her grandfather passed away. She couldn't deal with, you know, she had... All this fame, her grandfather passed away, she couldn't deal with it anymore. So, Melissa Vandela was taking care of some of the things for her. Like, uh, showing up to events, this and that. After her grandfather passed away, she allegedly could not handle this anymore and committed suicide. Oh man, that's way different than like a car crash or... Yeah, she... I don't remember how they say she did it, but, I mean, that irrelevant. 
she committed suicide, and then Melissa took over for her. Mm-hmm. And Melissa, so Avril is not very, she's not a girly girl. You know right. what I mean? Like, she's a punk, you know, she wears the, the vest and, you know, her hair is just wherever. Melissa, you know, however, she's she's not afraid to wear a dress. She's not afraid to do her hair, do her makeup. And that's when the Avril fans kind of spoke up. Also, Avril allegedly said she hated Nickelback. Oh. Yeah. The real Avril. Yeah. So why would Miss Levine marry Chad Kroger? <laughs> oh, because she didn't. That was Melissa. That, what is happening right now? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's all a little weird. <laughs> At one point, I don't know if it was Avril. It might have been Avril or Melissa was on stage and on her hand had the word Melissa written and like held it up visible. So was it Avril like saying, Hey, yo, Melissa is, you know, giving us a, a sign. Right. Like, uh, the other three Beatles did for Paul. Just a hint. She didn't want to come out and say it. Right. But what about her? What about the album name? Under the skin. Ooh, under the skin. I don't know about that. Was that was a clue too. The lookalike's first album. I got a neat little twist to this story, though. For Avril? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Well, are we done with this little with Avril story? That's up to you. You're, you're the one telling it. Yeah, I think we're done. I mean, I mean, that was the whole thing. She wasn't her friend, or was it just somebody? She just somebody that happened to look like her. Well. It says friend. Quote unquote? But, no, just says friend. But I don't know if she was her friend. She may have just become her friend. You know oh. what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you start working with somebody and eventually yeah. you become friends. Sure, 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 yeah. But the interesting twist about this, would you like to hear it now? Yes. And then maybe that'll let us roll into the next episode where we're going to talk about the clones. We are going to talk about clones. This but is not a clone. Twist. This is a body double? Yeah. Yeah. Body double. All right. So uh, apparently the uh, the fan site that put all this together is yeah. a Brazilian fan site. Um, the guy behind it admitted he made everything up. Well, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> so it's, the whole thing is complete crap. <laughs> so he's yeah. like... Avril, Avril died. It's this Melissa chick. Look, you can cl- clearly see that she put Melissa on her knuckles for this concert, and just look at all these other things that go point to, to Melissa. I mean, maybe they got to him, you know? <laughs> Listen here, like, buddy. Say this is fake now. Well, you're gonna disappear like everybody else. But he, he apparently he said uh, he made it all up to show how you can get anyone to believe anything they read online. And here we are, believing everything we read online. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't believe. We question. Right. Right. We exactly. Question everything. Yeah. We're bringing. We're bringing these things to light. But what if? 
she it died. were true that she died and Melissa took over, and the the powers that be, the NWO, the Shadow Government, the reptilian overlords, got to him, got to him, and said, "You better say this is can fake right now, Eduardo, or no, that's maybe." It. Maybe they did. Maybe they did get rid of him, and then they became him. What? A body <laughs> double of Eduardo? Yeah. Why not? Why Why wouldn't they do that? Of course they would do that. It's very possible. And then he just kind of disappears into obscurity, and then that that reptilian, that clone, that body changer, whatever he is, goes on to, goes on to do another job. And or, Ed, Eduardo's gone. If you go by all the SCPs we've been reading, he just got eliminated. Straight up terminated. Incinerated. Oh, terminated. That's what it was. Yeah, both of them, all of them. Eduardo, this is the last carnival you will ever go to. <laughs> That's how they approach him. Yep. You are terminated. Whoosh. Ooh, like a ray gun? That's not yeah. like a... Why not? He's just incinerated on the spot. Ooh, shit. Spontaneous combustion. You can't trust a Ray. <laughs> no. Nope. Ray Gunn, a Ray Romano. Can't oh, trust man. him. <laughs> he just got so sad. He's like, I'm going to sue those guys. Yeah, but did, everybody it, loves Raymond. That's what I hear. <laughs> Patricia Heaton, she loved him. Even though she was very mean to him. In the show? Yeah. So was his parents. Not his mom. His mom loved the S out of him. Is he always censored myself? I, I, I noticed that. Are yeah. you a clone? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm Falaja. Falaja? <laughs> you know, we never actually said fall. Fall McCartney. That was the faux Paul. What's the matter with us? I don't know. That was like, that was probably one of the major things to actually say, and we didn't even say it. We just went all around it. Well, this episode wasn't really about clones. It was more body doubles. So fall would fit more in this one, yeah. Oh then in yeah, the big, I guess that's true. Then in the Beatles conspiracy itself, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know too. I guess we should probably go ahead and call the body doubles. So what do you think about this? The body um, doubles? Yeah. True? Not true? Uh, the political decoys definitely happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Stalin, Hussein. I think that was I. Stalin was definitely proven. I think Hussein is a little wishy-washy, but I'm sure there's enough evidence there that those definitely happened. The political decoys are a thing. Now, in America, they're probably a thing that we're not supposed to know about and we don't know about. Russia's like, we did such a good job, comrade. We want everybody to know. Sputnik. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going Russian. Cosmo. Vodka. Harvey, not so much. What's a Harvey? <laughs> it sounds like a, a sex act. <laughs> I had a Harvey baby, once. Baby, I'm going to give you a good old-fashioned Harvey. That sounds like something you would do with fecal matter. That doesn't... It doesn't. Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound good. Like a rusty <laughs> trombone or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> My God. We have ruined this last part of this episode. <laughs> Was it good? Was the whole episode good? Until we got here, talking about fecal matter and Harvey's. <laughs> it really does, though. 
it sounds like a sex act that has to do with bowels. It does. I'm going to go leave a Harvey real quick. <laughs> Every Harvey just turn this off. <laughs> All like, three F of these them. guys. All three of them in the world. And they're like making fun of my name. They're like, Who, Elijah, what's Elijah mean? That's a stupid name. No, I mean, hey. Yeah. At least I'm not a Harvey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, we better stop, man. This is getting out of control. <laughs> All right. Well, you know where to find us. Twitter. Bring on the weird. Bring on the weird at Gmail. Yeah, Tell email us. your body doubles. Stuff. Yeah. What's that? Tell us about your body doubles. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you know one, if you are one. We're not talking about twins. That's going to be in a future episode. Ooh. Hey. But if you know that you are a body double, if you know that you are a clone, that's leading into the next episode, then email us. Tell us your story. Donald Marshall, hashtag Donald Marshall, if you're listening, get on this show. We'll talk to him. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Donnie M. Is out there. That's who we're talking about in the next episode. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. All right. Is that it? That's anything it. else? Do we, I got nothing. We want to shout anybody out? Probably not, huh? No, we, we did that in the beginning. beginning. Right. So we're good? We're good. What is this episode coming out? Monday? Merry Christmas. How about that? Ooh. Merry Christmas slash Happy Holidays slash Hanukkah slash, you know, all the others. Was it the commercial last year or was it the year before? Happy Merry Christmas Hanukkah. That's it. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I probably couldn't have either. All of them. <clears throat> Ramadan. That's the thing, right? Ramadan. Yeah, I think that's a Jewish holiday, right? Ramadan? Is it? I don't know. Oh, boy. Here we go. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the end of that one. Stay weird, world. And we will see you next time.